everyone, and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it two episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we watched episodes five and six of Hospital Playlist season two. Are we already halfway done? Yeah, oh, I didn't even think about that. And then yeah. we'll just be completely finished with Hospital Playlist. And I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I've been feeling maybe a little bit trapped inside of this K-drama just for how long we've been watching it, but at the same time, it is outstandingly good. It's so good. I feel a little trapped by the episode lengths. Yeah, that... Like, obviously, we played the trick on ourselves by signing up for this show, but season one, I think the longest episode was something around an hour and 40 minutes. This season, almost every episode is an hour and 40 minutes. It's two movies a week, every week, for uh, six million weeks, Decades. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the math is there. Somebody else do it. <laughs> I also feel like episode six was the start of a new season. Mm -hmm. Maybe they wanted to do 17 episodes in season one, make it a little bit extra long season. They finally gave us our time jump, I guess. Can we be mad? Because we asked for it. I feel like we can be <laughs> mad because we wanted it at the top of season two. And I don't even know if it was a time jump. Kind of like I've said about this show, you don't know how time is passing. I think you're supposed to notice it in the background, kind of like Easter eggs. Yeah, I felt like they definitely pushed a time, like, they pushed through at least one full season, season as in spring, summer, winter, fall is the other one that comes before winter. <laughs> the last one. <laughs> <laughs> um, when they were showing Ik Jun and uh, Ik Soon doing their little oh, meetups. Yeah. I think that was supposed to be accelerated time because I think you're right that it is supposed to be a little bit nebulous, you know, how how long it has been. And even that was a little bit nebulous, except then they were like, everyone's back in school. So that is the time that we are in. And see how time is passing when these two siblings do things. I genuinely, yeah... I can't keep up with it. I'm excited by it. I don't, I guess to your point, we wanted a good one year time jump or maybe three years because we wanted Egg soon to come back. She came back early and now we don't like her anymore. Yep. So everything's <laughs> ruined. But yeah, I guess they did give us a little tiny time jump of some sort. Sung-hwa is back. Sung-hwa is ba back yeah. fully in the hospital because they got sick of doing the she does it all, she's superwoman, she can be everywhere at once <laughs> thing with her. They decide to make her sort of human, like sort of um, regular human with the same time and motivation as, you know, regular but better. Uh, except then they give her a million things to do, and even she is sort of acknowledging it's a lot to do, but is still Sung-hwa, so she can do it all. She can do it all, and she is a yes-man, which I appreciate, because it seems like a little bit of a flaw. And we love a character flaw in a perfect character. Yeah. I love this opportunity to say, yeah, she does it all, and she does it all well, 
but maybe she's getting a little burnt out. Maybe she's not spending enough time on Songhua because we need we as mortals we needed to see that. We needed to see that there were cracks in her armor. I don't want her to fail. Never want that. No. I just wanted to see that maybe she needs to learn to say no to things for her own sake. Yeah. Cuz that's a problem that many people face. Yeah. No, I, as a people pleaser, I too face saying yes to everything. My thing is that I don't, I do fail, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm not Songhua, so I say yes to everything uh, so that no one is ever mad at me, and then I fail at many things. (laughs) I don't think that's true. (laughs) And then no one ever has expectations of me again. (laughs) (laughs) Win-win. Yeah. No. The negativity <laughs> is not allowed here. Hey, you laugh. We can't go that far. Got him. <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> you are a yes man, as am I. But it's because that's what school trained us to do. And we were very good at school. We were. I was so good at high school. I was super, super good at the structure of high school at getting things done in high school. I'm glad you went to high school. I went to literally elementary school. Yeah. I was a I was a gold star third grader, if you can believe. Like literally everybody was M. <laughs> uh, that's the point of third grade. I remember already being behind in my homework in elementary school, actually, very specifically. <laughs> I do I genuinely oh, yeah. remember a day that I uh, didn't do all of the work that I was supposed to get done or something, and I felt really embarrassed and sad about it. And so I told the teacher I felt sick and that I needed my mom to come get me. And then my mom did. And then I felt so guilty about it later that night that I <laughs> I fessed up and just told my mom about it anyway. And she said, you know, you really are my kid. <laughs> Because she, she said she would have totally done the same thing. <laughs> um, so What a response. Elementary school wasn't great. Middle school, I was failing pretty much the entirety of middle school. Something How? in high school happened that made me capable of doing school. And then I got to college and the ADHD kicked back in. Back to not doing school. Yeah. Full circle. Okay, you were a gold star high schooler, and I'm, I was going to say I'm proud of you for that. Schooling genuinely means nothing out in the real world, as we have learned the hard way. <laughs> oh, you are good at school? Um, that makes you incapable of... You're just good at following rules, is what that means. Can you make a decision for me? Oh, no. No, no sir. And can you please make it for me, and then I will follow through with it? Please tell me what I should do with my life, because I'm struggling out here. We shouldn't watch this show anymore. Sanghua is, <laughs> the existence of Sanghua is hurting my feelings, actually, now that we've had this conversation. I can acknowledge this. This is a nice... <laughs> a nice little break. We can acknowledge that we are suffering with the existence of Che Sanghua in the world. Yeah. Uh, I love her, and also I want to be her, and also... She kind of hurts my feelings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All of the above. <laughs> Didn't know it till we started talking, though. Yeah. Um, this was good. Yeah. So she's back, which is cool. Uh, I don't feel like she had a whole bunch going on. 
besides that in these episodes. She bought a bunch of crabs, which was fun. That was a storyline, the snow crabs? Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, this was kind of her episode to just chill a little bit. I appreciate that. As much as I love Chae Sung-hwa, and she can do anything, you can bring her back to the forefront, that's fine. I think pushing her to the side a little bit gave us a lot more room for scenes with the parents. Mm-hmm. And I love that for us. I both, f- again, I have s- dual mindsets, dual, I don't you know. You have two wolves inside of you? I have two wolves inside of me. The one wolf says, show us the parents, we love the parents, more Rosa and... Have you Director ever- Joe? Yeah, Drew. Um, One of the two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, show us them forever. Show us them being best friends. Show us them talking about getting older. Show us them supporting each other. And then there is the other wolf inside me that fears the emotional attachment that is forming to aged characters, especially one who's suffering from. Uh, depression related to losing a spouse and getting older and, you know, feeling all of those, uh, I'm a little bit ready to go. It's scary, right? (laughs) That wolf is there. That wolf was not inside of me. Uh, Here's a puppy wolf. Here's a wolf puppy. (laughs) For you. For you, Emily. (laughs) To raise. (laughs) I don't want this. (laughs) Oh, but I have to raise it. It's so cute. It's so cute. It bites, though. Yeah, it is pure anxiety. (laughs) Oh. Oh, no. (laughs) I didn't even think of that. That's what they're doing, isn't it? Because we had... I was thinking one of the first scenes that we had was Rosa and Sokyung's mom, which was a really cool scene. We finally got the backstory of why Sokyung divorced his wife that he kind of loved and man that story is brutal and i loved listening to it and i loved the drama with the diamond ring i loved all of it i love that it wasn't just in his mom's head that she stole it i love that it was true but also that it doesn't necessarily mean that his mom was the good guy in that situation right yeah Rosa's a good friend. Yeah. Very good at being like, okay, one, no, don't be crazy. (laughs) Two, does it matter if you're right? Because the fact that you're right doesn't mean anything is fixed. All that you're doing is hurting yourself by continually thinking about this person who has no effect on your life anymore. And, mm. That was just a such a good moment between a f- like two women whose friendship is slowly growing throughout this series. Yeah, and good no advice. anxiety wolf there. Yeah, no, it's just it's all good there, and I think that that's what Seo Kyung's mom really needs is a friend who keeps it kind of real because she is a little bit. She's hard to pin down for me, right? Because I love Mm -hmm. her, but also I feel like I barely know her. And then I get to know more of her and I think, oh, she's delightful. And then we get to see some of her flaws and I'm like, oh, she's overwhelming also. She is 
there are some things that maybe I would not enjoy, things that would make me very nervous. I don't love how focused on money she is, you know? That's Mm -hmm. always uncomfortable. But totally fair when she's like, I'm almost not focused on money in that I am so rich. I have money. Mm -hmm. But the fact that she's... She seems totally willing to destroy her son's next wife's life over money. Has learned zero lessons. Yeah, totally (laughs) falling back into the same mistakes. And then she's got a friend like Rosa who says, "Mm, you, there were, there were some lessons here that you could learn. (laughs) Let's reflect a little bit. What, what were those lessons? Have we learned them? And also, One, your dying wish is not allowed to be about someone else. That's a crazy thing to do. And two, you can't have your dying wish for your son to get married, but only to this perfect person that you've made up in your head. Yeah. Those two things are only going to bring you pain. What if instead your wish was that... For example, he is happy and thinks he deserves love, and then maybe he'll find it, because I am (laughs) worried that maybe your antics and his inability to control them broke him a little bit. Kind of seems like it. But alternatively, I'm just going to throw it out there. What if your final wish was to go skydiving? I don't know. (laughs) Something... More feasible than your son's happiness, even. Have you ever been to Rome? What if your final wish... (laughs) I'll go with you. All of my children have gone there. (laughs) All of my children studied abroad in Rome, and I cannot tell you how much I want to go. So our (laughs) final wish is now going to be Rome. Two girlfriends just traveling to Rome. I would watch the shit out of this spin-off series. (laughs) I don't know Suk-young's mom's name, and I want to know it. And then we'll have the title for our show. Yeah. Can we just call it Rosa? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because absolutely I want her to bring all of her friends. Yeah. It's Rosa... And this is not part of the title, but the description, Rosa and Friends. <laughs> it's, it's like a, in parentheses below her name. Have you ever seen Under the Tuscan Sun? <laughs> no. Really? Oh, that, I mean, that was going to be a joke, but let's actually just transform it into me recommending that movie because it has been... Over a decade since I've seen it, but I do remember really enjoying it. It's re- I love Diane Lane. She's lovely. Is that an actress? Yes, that's an actress. Okay. Whoops. I can't think of anything else all of a sudden that she's in that you would know for sure, definitively. I mean, I'm already zero for one with Under the Tuscan Sun. Yeah, so. So I can't even encourage you. <laughs> I wish I could help. What's... Okay, it doesn't matter. I'll look it up later. I was going to say, what's it about? Like, no, I have Google. I'll Google it. <laughs> it's not a Korean find out drama. what it's about. Yeah. But okay. it would actually make a really fun Korean drama, probably. Let's get this spin-off. Yeah. Rosa. Rosa and Rome. Rosa. It's called Rosa Under the Tuscan Sun. <laughs> there we go. Make it happen. 
It would also just be really funny for her to finally convince her youngest child to not move to Rome and study to become a priest, and then for her to just dip (laughs) and go to Rome, or Tuscany, or anywhere in, just like, anywhere in Italy, just dip. I'm going to Italy. (laughs) I'm out. I'm out of here. Oh, I'd love that for her. (laughs) Oh... This is good. We're going to bask in this spinoff for just a minute longer. (laughs) But I do want to circle back Mm -hmm. to subtle transition over to Yang Suk Young. Because your boy's starting to feel like maybe he deserves love. I don't know. I don't know. It was that moment, right? Also, Min Ha owes Song Hwa just all of the... She's such a homie. She is such a homie, and Minha probably doesn't even know no. that she is such a homie, but she fully set up just the highlight of Minha's year by having a real talk with Hyuk Song. So, nope, Seok Hyung. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I'm so conflicted because our silly boy, Seok Hyung, is just such a silly boy. Like... I loved that sweet moment that we got where Chae Sung Ha says, talk to someone about useless things. If you care about them, if you feel close to them, then just say whatever's on your mind. It doesn't matter. They'd love to hear you talk. And that entire conversation that they had about how little he did for his relationship was such a powerful moment between the two of them. And it was... Such a good end cap to have this kind of funny but really sweet moment where he calls Minha or she calls him, I don't remember. Doesn't matter. They talk. It's the person that we wanted him to talk to in that moment. And then we get the scene later where she's proposing that she asks him out five times. And you know he's going to say no, but the way they do it is just so perfect. I don't know how Minha is holding on, but I love her for it. I'm so proud of her. I am glad she's so upfront about everything. She is pushing the limits of... Oh, for sure. She is... I mean, she's walking the line. Pretty much just that she's been very transparent and uh, also, I don't know, double standards, I guess. I'm a little bit less bothered by this than, you know, if it was maybe a role reversal. Uh, it helps that he's her superior, but not enough. Because we went through the same thing last season with Song Hwa, and I was furious for just all of it, pretty much. But also, he isn't as uncomfortable with it, and she asks, right? She asks before she says, I want to confess to you however many more times, is that okay? He says, yes, I guess, but you used one, just so you know. And that helps, right? (laughs) That his personality lends this situation a little bit more grace for for Minha, that it's maybe not so pushy or so, uh, I'm not taking what you say seriously. Completely agree. I feel like a big problem with, God, I already forgot his name, Chi Hung? Yes. Chi Hung from last season was that he 
would say he wasn't going to cross the line and say he wasn't going to be pushy. And I don't think he technically crossed the line, but it felt like he was constantly asking her out for dinner and she was constantly saying yes but I'll also bring the other people from the department. Yes. And she was uncomfortable with it and had expressed that. And he even acknowledged... But he still thought it was like a half date, at least? Yeah. And then he'd bring up something at, during their half date that clearly made her uncomfortable and she didn't like it. Versus this situation, Minaw pretty much asks every time. And... Mm-hmm. He isn't uncomfortable. He just says yes or no or whatever <laughs> and then moves on to whatever they yeah. need to talk about. Basically just shuts her down very clearly and moves on. Yeah. There is never any, I don't know, mixed signals. So it feels safer. It feels like a safer thing. I don't know. We're like definitely you said, it's double probably standards. just double standards. Yeah. We're the worst. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. We're the worst. <laughs> Uh, we're like this, and we know it's bad, and maybe we'll change. I don't plan on it, though. <laughs> I plan on Sukhyang changing. That's yeah. all I'm planning on. He'll get there, he'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> um, two more things in episode five. One, we had Inji's mom back to thank the donor for her child. What the what? Don't keep bringing this back. It's Let Unji's mom go. It's hurting me. It's beautiful. It hurts yes. in a good way, but... Ow. But you're not allowed. Yeah. You have to leave me alone. I think her speech was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Yeah. It was really, really lovely. And i that's one of those things, right, that also is clearly near and dear to Junwan's heart. I think all of the doctors have said it at one point, but very specifically, I think Junwon has said it a couple of times whenever people show him gratitude when they finally successfully find a donor. His response is always, please give your gratitude to the person who, you know, the the loved ones and, and the donor, uh, because that's who is saving this life right now at the at the cost of their own. So it is such a thing that they brought that back around from the patient's perspective of someone who, you know, they all take it to heart. And there's, as long as you're acknowledging it, there's no wrong or right way to take that to heart. You know, you can, you can be grateful, um, in your own way for, for the sacrifice those other people made. Damn Unji's mom, though. <laughs> She's out here doing she knew the most. From the start. Yeah. She knew it from the very start who she should be thanking. And we don't get to see those characters very often. But she had all the time in the world to think about it. And maybe she also had a little bit of an upper hand with an article being published about this sweet, brave boy who went to heaven. But also, she's just a good lady and a smart lady and has no flaws. So, perfect scene. I loved it. I cried. Absolute perfection. And then we finished the episode. Sorry, were you going to say something? No. Okay. Then we finished the episode with Jang Yo-ul getting wrecked. <gasps> I, it actually 
that was the thing. I I wasn't going to say anything because I wanted to. I was just going to find a different transition transition into that. I was. <laughs> wow, I just, just going to blurt it out like a weirdo. Yeah, no, I. But I was looking for a different transition, uh, maybe about their relationship, and then also talking about that time that Guel just fucking. I don't know. Went superhero mode, but also did get hurt in the process. Superhero in spirit, not physically. <laughs> I genuinely forgot that was a thing that she did. And she did. That's part of her character. They had it last season. Yeah. Totally forgot about it. Yeah, she will take domestic abusers to the floor if she can. It, she will try. To take domestic abusers to the floor every time. <laughs> it's so sad because I know that this 90-pound woman could not physically fight that man. But it's so sad to watch her just try and shove him and then him bounce back. Just repel her across the room without even trying. Come on. Yeah. Can we get her in a jiu-jitsu class or something? Right. Can we give her a chance? I want to see her go Captain Marvel on domestic abusers. Yeah. That's our big ask for next season. Is that she I'm gets sure to there be will Captain be Marvel? a million seasons. Yeah. <laughs> she gets to be Captain Marvel. She gets some martial arts training. Because I want to see her kick some butt. And I know that that's what the security officers are there for. But clearly... They are just sleeping on the job. How could you watch this man, clearly drunk, get out of the elevator and just wander through the hospital? I don't know how that's allowed anyways. Yeah, kudos to Ikjun for, I guess, getting the security guards there. But also, can we get other security guards? <laughs> can we get security guards who might question the state of this man who is just... Yeah, wandering through the halls. Um, sorry, you can't be here if you're this drunk. This is a hospital. People are working. Yeah, th you are a danger to yourself and other patients outside of being a terrible person who's looking to beat up his wife who's in the hospital. I don't understand that. Yeah. That does, that makes the least amount of sense to me of all of the things that I don't know, just, yes, the fact that a drunk person has any access to the hospital, and also the fact that this person clearly has no boundaries but has gone this long without getting caught, I guess that's the trick with domestic abuse, though, is that you can pretty much get caught and still continue getting away with it, because it's often part of it that you've destroyed the mental state of the people who could take you to court or leave yeah it's oh that whole storyline was so distressing and i'm uh, i just want gyul to be able to punch someone in the face that's all i want yes because her boyfriend is such a little saint i want her to be the person that punches people in the face i want to see this 90 pound tiny little amazing doctor punch a full-grown man in the face <laughs> 
just give me that. Just let's work our way up to that next season. Obviously, I also want her to see her mom. They seem to be starting a storyline there. They're giving a lot of little, like, secret storylines yeah. in the background. That was a little, uh, little nod to, I mean, that's got to be the case, right? That she comes from a home with domestic abuse. It seems like that's it. gotta be what they're building up to because the first season, I think it was probably about this time in the first season that Jung Wan had identified a man who was abusing his child, and she also Yo went after yeah, him. Yeah, she tried to chase him down through the hospital, and then Sung Hwa just tripped him or something. I think <laughs> she stole that kill, mm-hmm. but <laughs> it was a good moment, and yeah. I guess that's a simple resolution. I don't know what the resolution to Gil's mom's storyline will be, but it seems somewhat simple. They also gave us that Diamond Thief storyline. I'm just, they're giving us a lot of little background storylines that I'm not sure what we're supposed to do with. Do we have time for these? I guess if every episode's two hours long. Yeah, we do. Yeah, there is a part of me that is waiting for them to maybe decide not to pursue certain storylines as well, which is to say, sometimes what feels like a storyline is actually a way for them to build something completely different. It's like watching an episode of The Simpsons. It starts out as one thing. By the end, it's a completely different thing about a completely different story, right? Yeah. Which is to say, I just remember, we we definitely marveled at this, if not last episode, then the episode of podcast before the actress that Ik Jun dated for a minute, and mm-hmm. we thought that was going to be such a thing and such a storyline that they were just building up to, and literally all it was, was to swing the pendulum in the direction of his feelings for Song Hwa, right? Because he drops everything and blows off this beautiful actress he's dating to go be with her while she's, you know, looking into her test results. And so I do still feel like they're building these little storylines where I think, I'm so curious where this will go. And there is such a chance that it will be nowhere that you think. (laughs) Essentially a big fat nothing. Yeah. It's fine. But yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I think once you said that it might be as simple as her mom is also in an abusive relationship, they might just wrap that up with a sentence. Yeah. That might be all we get. I don't think we're going to, like, meet her mom. So, it seems simple. Yeah, and the the whole diamond thief thing could just be how we find out that exactly how Seokyung feels so broken is that he didn't, you know, stand up for this or tell anyone or yada yada yada, and then he's changing it, right? Or it could build up to some kind of actual thing with his mom and his ex-wife. Who knows? Yeah, it's crazy that that storyline could already be done. In my mind, it's going to build up to be something so dramatic Because I'm watching K-dramas. They can be the most dramatic things in the world. But this K-drama is so spectacularly dramatic in other areas that they might say, Oh no, the whole Diamond Thief thing was just 
him expressing to Sanghua, I didn't do anything about it. I saw her steal and I didn't say anything. And Sanghua going, well, that shows how little you cared about her. End of story. End of Diamond Thief storyline. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? That's it? I was getting so hyped for the drama. I wanted Sakyong's mom to throw wine on <laughs> Shinhe. She has a history of just throwing liquids at at women who have slighted her. And that's what rich women in K-dramas do. Okay? <laughs> Make it happen. But no, this this K-drama might be above that. We don't know. Who's to say? Not us. We'll find out in six more episodes. <laughs> but for right now, episode six is an entirely new K-drama. Mm -hmm. We have nothing of the previous episodes. It is simply a new series. Yep. There are two things that I definitely want to talk about, and one of them we're kind of on the same track anyway. Uh, we're not on the same track at all. Literally, it's just that we were recently talking about gu and Jung-Wan. How are we feeling? Are we feeling ready for a proposal? I mean, I think I, I don't... It feels soon, but also, they're so cute. They're so cute! And I'm... Maybe it's the Utah girl in me. I'm all about a quick proposal. <laughs> Why not? Especially if you're... Of a certain age. Like, maybe I'm just very used to 20-year-olds dating for a month and then getting married. So I'm like, yeah, if you're 40 and you're like, I really like this person, I think I want to marry her, go for it. I'm like, why not? Get it. Do it. Get it. I'm still hoping that they become parents really bad. I don't know if that... See, if it came out that that's not what she wants... I'd be totally fine. He has a million kids, according to him, anyway, because all of his patients are are his kids, which is cute. All right, Jungwon, pretty cute. Pretty cute. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if it's what she wants, but he'd make the cutest dad ever. If it came out and she said, actually, I don't want kids, that I respect, totally fine, I get it, but also... Jungwon's gonna be a cute dad if you do want kids, so let us know, and maybe let us see him become a parent in maybe the end of this season. Is that too soon? Once more, I would just- <laughs> we haven't even gotten the proposal yet, and I'm ready for a baby. <laughs> Raquel is ready. <laughs> She's got this planned out, and I'm here for it. I feel like- the best parts of Jungkook have been the parts where she's protective of people, mostly in domestic abuse relationships, but I think if she had a kid, it would bring out the best in her. You go full mama bear? Yes. That is best Gyo'ul. Yeah, get it. I want to see that yeah. all the time. She's also get very it. busy, so good luck. Yeah, it'll be a minute. She said it would be a whole year before she could visit her mom, so I'm guessing it would be a while before she could get married. Yeah. Should we fly her mom out? Should we fly her mom out to see her? I think so. Let's start a GoFundMe for Gil's mom. <laughs> get her to get her to Seoul. She needs to visit her baby. Yeah. Uh. Oh. Yeah. I just I 
I want to see how we felt about the proposal. I think I knew. I think we both knew that it was that we're okay with it. Pretty much the only loss here is that Junwon and Jungwon won't be roommates anymore, and I think Junwon <sighs> really needs it. I think he really needs it. Oh no. He's not doing yeah. so hot. I was all for him asking if he could just move in with a married couple. No, sir, you're not allowed, but I I would let you. Yeah. He, do you want to move in to my house? My dog bites. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a guest room. Yeah. There's got to be a, a wing that you can move into in Jungwon's house. Get him, get him a room. Get him a guest room. Please. Get him a... Uh, what, like a pool house or something in the backyard? Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, take some of the... Ugh, they're so poor because they give all their money to patients who need surgeries. Stop doing this. We need to afford a pool house for Junwon. <laughs> Stop giving your money away. Junwon needs a friend and company because his ex-girlfriend left him for a really stupid reason. And didn't tell him. I love this show so much, and I feel like their writing cannot be topped. It is so good, but every so often, it's almost it's almost too much. And that scene where Junwon looks Ikjun in the eye and says, I'm not over my ex-girlfriend. I'm still very much in love with her. I was like... It's a bit much, unless you tell us later that he knows, that Ikjun knows, that he dated his sister. Yeah, because Which they it, should probably talk about, if he does. It just feels like a contrived K-drama trap at this point. Yeah. It's kind of, the eye contact's a bit much. I don't know. I wasn't a fan, but I do want that to come up between them anyways. So any way that we can push that, make that conversation happen i'd love to see it Same. you're just you're not supposed to date your best friend's sister and not tell him yeah that's the thing right is it's maybe not that you were dating your best friend's sister it's that you never told him but then there were all the times he tried to tell them that ik june totally blew him off but also at that point i think you just you don't wait for the right time if he just keeps blowing you off you say something along the lines of Hey, you jag, I'm trying to tell you that I'm dating your sister, but I guess I'll do it over a text message. Uh-huh. I thought I would do it over beers, but I'll just do it between surgeries, since I guess you're booked. <laughs> so here's how you know, like, yeah, there's there was no good way to tell him, but the fact that you didn't tell him is not okay. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. Now Ikjun has to mend his poor sister's heart without letting his best friend know. Oh, what an awkward situation. Yeah, and he's being, once more, gonna use the term, a total homie about it, because he could have honestly just started a fight over it, and instead he said, <laughs> no, I'll protect my sister's secret, I guess, and also uh -huh. I will continue being Junwon's friend, and not just bounce. Yeah, what a guy. I couldn't do it. <laughs> mm -mm. Stir that pot. Start that drama. Do a fight. Do a fight. <laughs> if we're 
still on the subjects of proposals, I did love the proposal that we got in the first few minutes of episode six. It was just very cute and casual, and it's all I wanted for that couple whose names I still only somewhat know. Yeah, the ones with the same name, pretty much. Two consonants (laughs) change. Two of the same name, I've learned Sunbin, and that I still have to check my notes for. Is it Sunbin and Syukmin? Sure. Yeah. I'm going for it. I'm going for it. You might have to edit that one. (laughs) (laughs) I can't because we don't know their names. So Um, it's in. Those are their names. (laughs) I love their proposal. Are super cute. And also Gyuwol was very, very enchanted by their proposal. Oh my gosh, she's so cute to watch. Uh, It was smooth. I will give... Seon Bin, that. Yeah, that little, like, you don't need money if your partner has money, and I've got money, so if you wanted to get married, we could. Okay. (laughs) Okay, do it, girl. Get it. Get proposed to. Make that proposal yours. We love to see it. So we brought back her fiancé now. Yep. And we also brought back the twins. Yes, they're both here. Woo! Thank goodness. I was worried. I, it's like you said, I really hope that she got her own show. She was off doing cool things, but I'm glad she's back on Hospital Playlist. Those twins are adorable. Yep, and that she's, uh, I guess, going into neurosurgery, she's decided. And he is going into cardiothoracic surgery? Yep, I think that's how you pronounce it. I- and that's where he's going. <laughs> Sweet. Very, very cute. And I think the last thing that I had for episode six, I don't want to end on such a bummer, but it was just the beautiful storyline of, I think it was one of their new residents, Chang Min, who had to declare the death of little baby Chang Min, and then all of the doctors, all of our Fab Five, just being the best about it and sharing their memories. I love that it starts with Ik Jun telling this memory of An Jung Wan that's not true, but it's hilarious. <laughs> and as they go around the circle, Sa Kyung is like, My story, equally as funny, you may all laugh at this, is when I told the patient <laughs> that she was going to live, and then she didn't, and I cried really, really hard. I'm sorry, Dr. Young. Do you know what game we're playing? Because you you're not rules. doing a good job. <laughs> you did a bad job. Oh, yeah. Your story was not funny or cute, sir. I'm very sad now. I'm so sad, and we're just ending the episode here. Yeah, but it was also, in its own way, kind of nice that it was pretty much the same thing as what Chiboy went through in his first yeah. trying to declare time, and he just couldn't do it, and he broke down. And also, I think that this show is doing such a cool thing <laughs> with these fictional doctors. Uh, the important work of teaching a future, all of these future doctors to be emotionally available for themselves and their patients. And realizing that there are professional boundaries, but that doesn't make you inhuman. And I think, 
I guess I don't know the culture of most hospitals, but I think it's such a lovely thing for them to acknowledge that through these characters, right? That it's, I, and that's something that we should all take to heart in just our everyday life of being, you can be emotionally available and still understand your professional duty. And those things aren't, it's kind of like saying being vulnerable isn't a weakness. It's just hard because it, f- it feels difficult. Being emotional isn't a weakness. You just have to, you know, know what, what you're capable of and, and where to set your boundaries and how to, you know, express that in a safe way and what, what else needs to be done around the emotions. It's really nice. That's such a beautiful way to wrap up our little show. Well done, Raquel. Well said. Thank you. For once, we sort of are wrapping it on a serious note. Oh, my nose yeah. itches so bad, though. So, you know. <laughs> um, If you want to name your baby on Jungwon, email us at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> um, if you... Want to name your baby on Jungwon? <laughs> Tweet at us at PlayOnK or find us on Instagram at PlayOnK Podcast. If you want to name your baby on Jungwon, you can find all of our past episodes on PlayOnK.com as well as links to all of our affiliates like NordVPN, Skillshare, and Blueberry Podcast Hosting. Yeah, and if you want to name your baby on Jungwon, and you've ever I'm losing it. It would be such a fun joke if I could keep a straight face, but I'm garbage at that. Um if you want to name your baby on Jungle, go ahead and visit our website. No, don't say it again. Oh wait, you already said it. I thought you said it our email. Yeah. Oh, and then our website. Oh, uh leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> We nailed that. We nailed it. Every week I find a way to fuck it up. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week for episodes 7 and 8 of Hospital Playlist. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.